Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Apples and Genos Fantasy Hockey Podcast. My name is Nate Grutnibblink, and I'll be your host. Today is a very special podcast, the first true in-season um, podcast that we've got. I've made this a family podcast, and that means that I've got Hutch and Binksy in here with me. Gentlemen, how are we doing? What's up? Good, buddy. Awesome. I'd also like to introduce the newest member of the Apples and Genos content team, and that is Blake Creamer. He's at Blake Creamer SE on Twitter. He's going to be a regular on the weekend pod with me, give me a little bit of a, a foil as I'm talking in my monotone voice about all these players and their individual scoring chances for. Uh, Blake, how are we feeling today? Feeling good. Feeling very good. Just happy to be here with a group of legends uh, such as yourself. So, <laughs> Well, now he's already in the good books. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm feeling good already. All right. Well, for this week, it's really simple. The format here, we're just going to discuss players that have less, left an impression on us in the early going. I've asked each one of the guys here to bring a player to the table as well. So let's get right into it. First player I want to talk about, Alexis Lafreniere. So I've been a bit vocal over the offseason about how uh, I didn't really think Lafreniere had it in him um, to really take the next step or whatever you want to call it to break out. But so far this year, he's played three games. He's averaging over 17 minutes a game. He's got a couple assists. In those three games, he's gone four shots, four shots, five shots, six individual Corsi four, then six, then nine. Four individual scoring chances, four, then four, then seven. And he's thrown in six hits along the way. Obviously, uh, this is all coming on the Panarin line. He's not playing on the top power play or anything, but um, yeah, he seems to be finally finding his groove and his third professional season here. Um, I, I'd be interested in picking him up if he's not already rostered. Um, definitely the early returns have looked really good. I'm... I wouldn't say that uh, I'm like all in on Alexis Lafreniere, and I expect that this will continue for the entire rest of the season. Um, that'll keep up all these shots and all these scoring chances that he hasn't done much before. Um, but yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic now where I was pretty much all the way out before. What do you guys think? Anybody? Yeah, I think uh, when we were talking about our divisional previews, I, I said that Lafreniere would be a bust unless he takes a significant step and it seems like he's kind of moving in that in that direction. So um, and that that's pretty nice deployment with Panarin there. So it doesn't doesn't get much better than that. So uh, I uh, I'm I'm interested as well. Uh, hopefully he keeps it up. Yeah, surprisingly, I am as well. Um, I still reserve Even though you the right hate, his, hate face. his face. I reserve the right to hate his face. <laughs> what? Oh, come on. Um, but as a player, he does look much better. I'm, I'm a little bit worried that the team as a whole just looks completely fantastic from, from start to finish in the games thus yeah. far. So it, it may just be everyone playing really well, but um, he is definitely part of that. Yeah, um, Lafreniere is always a guy that I sort of looked at just because of the bangs, right? He's he's a hitting, blocking, uh, like for a forward, he's a guy that I sort of targeted in category leagues uh, in this year too, late. But uh, it's nice that with the deployment now, the he, you know he's playing. The, their top two lines are basically like line one to me, um, and I would mm -hmm. definitely take him over some of the other guys like you know Kako um, and and some of the other guys on the team. Lafreniere to me is 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 more the premier kind of especially streamer with benefits probably coming out of that line. So yeah, I like it a lot. He bangs. <laughs> he does do that. All right. The second guy I want to talk about, Travis Konechny. Um, didn't know how much fantasy value we'd be getting out of Philadelphia this year. Still obviously up in the air, but uh, the early returns on Konechny anyway have been pretty terrific. 
Uh, interestingly, he played 21 minutes and 12 seconds the first night, then back down to a more reasonable 16-23, but he's put up three goals and an assist, four shots in the first game, two shots in the second game, seven individual Corsi four in the first game, three in the second, and then three and one for individual scoring chances for. It looks to me like Konechny's going to be... Um, probably the premier offensive guy on this squad under John Tortorella. At least that's what we can glean from the first two games here. Everything's obviously subject to change over an 82-game season, but uh, Konechny is somebody who last year actually kind of took a little bit of a step, I thought, with his shot volume and his uh, scoring chance production. Uh, didn't really end up showing up a lot in the score sheet, but uh, under the hood, I thought he was looking even better than he had in the past. And so I'm, again, a little bit cautiously optimistic here uh, through two games with connect me that we might actually have something in philadelphia after all towards the miracle worker <laughs> at, at least for now he, he has a he has a very quick expiration period but i i think uh yeah connect me has always been a great player always generated a lot himself so uh, i have him in one of my leagues and uh i almost uh i almost streamed him out when uh with philly's schedule last week but uh i'm glad i didn't because he <laughs> performed very well and i will be holding on to him for for a bit yet i'm uh i'm emotionally burnt on bad teams i'm i'm really <laughs> trying to mold myself into a better fantasy player to take advantage of uh like you said kind of the only game in town when it comes to to really like seller dwelling teams um i was a huge fan of him going into last season and got pretty disappointed from from the jump and I'm I'm still a little bit burnt, but I'm I'm trying to mold my uh, fantasy thinking in, into that kind of player again. Blake, yeah, anything? for sure. Yeah, sure. Oh, I'm just first off, I'm just enjoying how orderly this is. It just goes really, <laughs> really, it's really nice. Yeah, it's very, here, yeah. very good. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I, I like connecting. I streamed him in for this week on a couple teams that I've got. I uh, obviously watched the Canucks game where they collapsed, and you know. I'm still a bit uh, traumatized from that, but um, <laughs> um, yeah, the guy's, he's got a great shot. And I just, I always love when I see forwards over 20 minutes, when they're getting deployed for over 20 minutes that, I mean, first off counting stats, like they're on the ice. So we're going to get some counting stats and, and not to mention, he looks good. He's getting, there's no one else. So I like connect me. I have Hayes in a really deep, deep league. Uh, I'm not proud of that, but you know, I'm one of the 3% <laughs> that has uh, Kevin Hayes. So um, yeah, Philly, number one, Binksy, they're not bottom dwellers. They're, they're number one right now. <laughs> <laughs> Towards magic. That's right. He's like smelling salts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got some comments coming in. Jesse says, Jake Allen has been a treat. Josh, you got to take this. You were mentioning him in your article that came yeah, out today. I was. He's looked fantastic. Uh, he had a, uh, even the game they lost against Detroit. Uh, I think he only allowed one goal. It was a 3 nothing game, but they scored two empty netters. So uh, he has looked unbelievable. So um, I think he's third in the league in goal save above expected. And yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, Montreal is not going to be a great team, but uh, um, they're they have energy right now. Uh, they're they're getting up to play some of these teams. Um, and uh, Jake Allen has has been great. I don't think he got the memo from uh, Kent Hughes that they're they're tanking for Bedard right now. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm definitely interested in Jake Allen. He's a guy I drafted in a couple leagues. So um, so zero G works out sometimes, at least for week one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see how long it lasts, but yeah, it we'll has see. been nice early on. And we got another comment from Thomas saying Brandon Montour's team uh, leading 
power play percentage. Yeah, Montour has been on that top power play and uh, had a goal to show for it uh, last night there. So definitely interested in Montour. Florida has a terrific schedule upcoming, so definitely all aboard Mon- the Montour train, at least for this week, and we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, Blake, you got any thoughts on Montour? Would you be willing to stream him in for this week? you think he's going to be more than that? Yeah, I don't know. Um, obviously, they have a great uh, um, schedule coming up, or a decent schedule. So, or is no, that's not that. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's PP1 now is what I read, actually. So yeah. if, anyone else heard it? He's getting reps on the top top power play there. That's what yeah, it looks they, like. They're going with I a like two D man top. top. Is it Akblad and Montour? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So that that's good. Yeah. So, you know, it's uh, for what he's, ro- what is he rostered? He's something, something ridiculous, like, like 15% or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, take, take a flyer for sure. There's no question. And he'll probably get, I don't know what he, what's he like peripherally? Do you guys know? Uh, he's not, not a huge, great. yeah, he's not a huge guy for hits and blocks, but uh, no he'll have, he's not going to like totally burn you. Like he's not uh, Eric Carl- Carlson or something like that. So oh. um, he's acceptable, I would say, in those categories. <laughs> All right, well, let's keep rolling here. Let's get to my third player that I had queued up, and that's going to be from Binksy's team here. We're going to go with Mason Marchment. Really impressed with Marchment. Yeah, got to be impressed with what he's put up so far. So just 13 minutes and four seconds the first night, then up to 16.45 the next night after they saw what he could do. Scored three goals across those two games, five shots in the first one, three in the second, seven individual Corsi four in both, seven individual scoring chances four in the first game, and five in the second, threw in four hits as well on that second line. And interestingly, I saw that they've been running a power play now. Uh, I think it was just for the last game, if I'm not mistaken. But it looked like Ben was up on that top power play. And I don't know, but Mason Marchman and Jamie Ben are similar players in some respects to me. And I don't think it's a huge step to say that Marchman could supplant Ben on that top power play as well. Binksy, we got to throw this one to you first. Were you watching these games? What are we seeing from Marchman? What do we think? I uh, I was both working and watching. So my boss didn't enjoy that fact, but I was watching the games. <laughs> Um, they, for for two reasons, look much better than they did last year. First of all, they're playing really, really quickly with the puck. The dump and chase is gone, right? They're, they are going from, from line to line all the way down the ice, just trying to get it into the offensive zone and, and do it with speed, and I'm really excited about that. And that absolutely plays to Marchman instead of Ben. Um, when they're trying to make things happen, like they they look so much better offensively that I'm concerned at how bad Nashville could possibly be through through watching them through these four games, whether that's just playing against Nashville. Uh, but in my experience, watching the Stars play against the Predators, it's always like a really gritty battle. And that wasn't the case through these openers um, like at all. So I'm very excited about Marchment. Um just like personally uh, and fantasy wise, it, it really looks good to see it jump three minutes from game one to game two is, you know, that's, that's people taking notice. That's not a strategy change. Yeah. He, that first goal he scored uh, in yeah, the first game nasty. was ridiculous. He just undressed Roman Yossi. So, and that's not a scrub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's not, maybe not the best defensively, but uh, he's a good player. So uh, just made him look stupid. He, yeah, no, his underlings are fantastic as well. Like his his rates or chance generation rate stats. I think Nate mentioned this already, but they're among the tops in the league through the first couple of games. So um, definitely, I mean, he's picking up right where he left off. He's looking awesome. Yeah, I like Sagan this year too. 
And yeah. so, you know, I, I like him for a big bounce back and, and uh, you know, he's getting some time, some reps with Sagan and some second power play time looks like the guy's a beauty. I mean, had a great season obviously last year, but all of Florida did. So, you know, um, I, I, I want to see those minutes again. That's what I'm watching there. Just, yeah. Keep those minutes. If around 16, any higher, I mean, we're, we're laughing. That's, that's going to be a slam dunk. I think he looks really good. That goal was sick. Yeah. 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 It was pretty nasty. That'll keep him up play. there for a bit. All right. Let's go to number four. That's Andre Kuzmenko over on your Vancouver Canucks, Blake, 1743. Yeah. Uh, in the first game, then 14:36 in the second. He's got a goal. He had four shots in the first one, five in the second, six individual Corsi four, and six individual scoring chances for in both of those two games. Uh, it looks like there was some power play shenanigans that went on in the last game, but I did see a practice report that had Besser back down on power play yep. two uh, today. So I do believe that Kuzmenko is going to be back on the top power play moving forward. How excited are we about Andre Kuzmenko, Blake? big koozie love it the guy's awesome and i love his number too 96 hello all right that is a sexy number right. yeah yeah, yeah it's very sexy um <laughs> yeah but uh he looks good uh obviously the, the second game was not a good showing for sure it was kind of i mean one game and the shine wore off a little bit and it was, that's sort of what it looked like but that was a bad game by the canucks overall he, he i think he made a he made a goofy play bonehead play on the power play that led to a shorthanded goal so i think that kind of uh, describes that but it's nice he should be on the top power play because i think besser besser can be there too but you know he brings a lot to the second power play i think that's just evening out your your lines there and kuzmenko he's he's uh he's a character they uh, we love him here he's he's you know his interviews are funny his energy's funny and I think he's got something. He could have a special year, you know, but we're going to have to see a lot more than two games. But he, uh, I'm surprised how much deployment he's already getting and how much trust. Like, I've noticed just from the eye test, his back checking is really solid. Like, he's making defensive plays, you know, whereas he, he's known as an offensive player. So, um, yeah, we're excited. Hopefully he doesn't get injured next game. <laughs> I don't have a ton to add. I, the only thing I've seen from Vancouver, I, I watched McDavid completely take over that first hey, game. Hey. <laughs> I missed I missed the first part where Vancouver played very well and <laughs> and saw McDavid so, just go god mode. So not yeah, a lot to say, but everything I hear about Kuzmenko is is good right now. So yeah, I'm in the same boat there. Uh, all of the remarks about about Kuzi have been phenomenal. Um, I just can't believe that they're not going to put Besser back on the, the first power play like mm -hmm. that. Like it's it's really going to have to stretch out him playing this well for me, for them not to revert back to it. Like I just don't see how that happens. Besser, I don't know, for the last couple of years, he's, I mean, obviously going through personal things as well, but he's a bit soft. You know what I mean? Like he, I don't know, he, he doesn't bring a lot to the table besides like a really wicked shot. You know what I mean? He's kind of just a trigger man, whereas I think Kuzmenko's more dynamic uh, and even his passing to me is is better than Besser. And I've watched these guys for a few years. I just think I test Besser on the second power play makes sense. I still think Besser could get 30 goals, but I think Kuzi's going to probably outscore him this year, points-wise nice. anyway. Nice. Yeah, I was just looking back to see what the impact of that power play was on Kuzmenko. So in the first game, four of his individual scoring chances did come on the power play. In the second game, two of them. Gotcha. So it's definitely a, a big part of what he's what he's putting out at this point. And obviously, you could say this about any player, but they get knocked off the top power play. It's going to affect them. But uh, for the moment, I'm definitely very interested. 
player number five, Dawson Mercer from the New Jersey Devils. This one is really exciting to me through two games here. 16.37 in the first game, then 17 minutes, 34 seconds in the second. He's only got one assist, but he had six shots in the first game and five in the second. Eight individual Corsi for in both games, six individual scoring chances for in both games. Those are numbers that I like to see. <laughs> Obviously doing this alongside Jack Hughes on the top line. Isn't on that top power play, so there's still even room to grow. Um, I think both in terms of time on ice and on deployment there. I'm really liking, obviously, very small sample size with two games, but Dawson Mercer fully has my attention after two games here. New Jersey's actually been pretty good. Uh, their goaltending has just been god-awful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both, Blackwood, both Blackwood and Vanacek have shit the bed in their first two games, and uh, it's it's a shame because the Devils put... It, put uh, Put in a good performance both times. Uh, they're defensively, uh, they, they're, I, be, I believe their expected goals allowed per game uh, is best in the league uh, through their first their first couple of games, which is shocking because it's New Jersey and how terrible defensively they were last year. But yeah, the goalie's got to show up. Um, so hopefully, uh, hopefully they can keep uh, playing the way they've been playing. And, and Mercer, yeah, Mercer getting the deployment. Either you guys, Binks here, Blake, got anything on Mercer, or should we move? I on? haven't uh, been able to watch either of these Devils games. I like to see the consistency in these stats, though, um, mm-hmm. with so mm-hmm. much kind of similarly leveled players on that team. It's great to see him on that top line and to see him get consistent um, output doing it, even with such varying um, degrees of success for the team in the in the games that they've been playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, I like that he played a full season last year. I mean, he's not he's not just a green rookie coming in like this guy's he played a full season and Jack Hughes so far has done nothing like zero. So once he kind of warms up a little bit, like I think we all expect that Jack Hughes is going to have a good season. So Jack Hughes has a good season. Dawson Mercer is probably going to have a good season. Right. And then all these underlying statistics that you're mentioning. I, I like it. I, I haven't got to watch the guy. I've watched, the you know, I haven't watched any of the games this year with New Jersey, but uh, I don't know. Zero G for for Jersey. They need one G. Can we get one G? The Devils? One G. (laughs) We'll try. We'll do our best. All right. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go to Oliver Bjorkstrand as player number six here. Uh, I want to highlight the ice time the most here. Over 20 minutes in two of the three games, uh, the first game and the third game. So he kind of went down in between but bounced right back up. I did check if the power play had a big effect on this. The first game he had a bunch of power play minutes, but the second game he really didn't. So he was coming by those 20 minutes pretty honestly. Um, so really impressive stuff just in terms of the trust that Haxtell showing in him, uh, putting him out on the ice. He had a goal and an assist through those three games. Seven shots in the first one, two in the second. In six in the third, went 12 5 9 individual Corsi for seven four four individual scoring chances for. It looks to me like Bjorkstrand is uh, one of these guys who might have a little bit of a grudge after getting traded essentially for peanuts this offseason, basically as a cap dump by uh, the Blue Jackets after they got Goudreau. Uh, I think Bjorkstrand might have a little bee in his bonnet this year, and as a guy, he seems who I think in the past we've seen it seems like he um, might have issues with motivation at times it doesn't seem like injury was a problem through his cold stretches last year um so i don't know uh, for me if bjorkstrand is motivated all year long we could be looking at a real breakout here in seattle uh, now that they finally have some offensive firepower in place they got burakowski in the offseason obviously maddie Beniers in there as well am i wrong to be this excited about oliver bjorkstrand 
I'm very excited about Bjorkstrand. I've I've been talking him up uh, for the off season. Um, I've been really high on Seattle so far. They've looked pretty good offensively, much improved at the very least. Um, and yeah, Bjorkstrand. I expected them to play the shit out of out of him, and they are. So um, I think um, he's he is criminally under rostered right now. I believe he's twenty six percent rostered, and that's fourth on Seattle behind Bjorkovsky, Vince Dunn, and Matty Beniers. That's, I mean, I I don't know how, I, yeah, I don't know how he's like, people aren't paying attention to this. I, what, 15 shots on goal in the first three games? That's, uh, that's pretty solid. Um, I, I like Bjorkstrand a lot. Yeah, they're leaning on him really heavily. Um, that was something that you were highlighting for the last couple of months. And he was, um, really the only target for me on that team. And I never ended up snapping him up, but, at 24%, it sounds like I still have time. <laughs> you got For time, sure. Banksy. Go grab uh, Bjorkstrand, Jerkstore Bjorkstrand. <laughs> um, this guy, I've been, I've been uh, drafting him for like three years. Uh, and yeah, it's been not, not the best time, but I love, again, <laughs> just the deployment, right? 20 minutes. Yeah. Love that. Seven shots in the first game. First line power play. Uh, Matty Beneers looks like a real player. So, you know, if he gets time with him and... Uh, yep. it's it's just going to be good I, I still i don't know what's how seattle's going to be obviously with their their goaltending situation too is you know they could be behind in a lot of games if you know grubauer can't you know figure <laughs> it out and put the sunglasses back on buddy <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll see how things roll there but yeah early on two games above 20 minutes that's exactly what you want to see out of a guy uh, that you want to be picking up on your waiver wires out there let's get to a few more comments we got here uh, we got one from Josh who says Soderblom has been fun to watch. That is uh, an interesting story. I think it was just the one game. I, I think I looked at this earlier. I don't know if it was today. Um, but, yeah, it looked to me like Soderblom had the one game and then uh, kind of went away the second game. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if that continues. But Soderblom, to me, um, hit all the metrics I look for in that one game. Um, had the individual scoring chances for and all that. He uh, he kind of made my um, my uh, players to watch list that I put out on Twitter every day. Um, so he made that for a day. So that's something we'll see. Obviously, as a rookie, we'll see if he can maintain that in any way. But um, yeah, at least for one game, he looked really good and he piqued my interest. So I'll definitely be on the lookout if he has more games like that in the future. Anybody got some thoughts on Soderblom? Blake, I think you were you were going to talk about him, eh? He was one of my boys, Elmer All Fudd right. Soderblom. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I won't I won't make you. Uh, uh, I'll just I'll just parrot everything. everything Nate just said. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> Le- legend, legendary. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. We got another one from Thomas who says Martin Nietzsche's ice time up a ton. His individual metrics are strong. Yeah, it's pretty interesting to see. Um, yeah, not something I was expecting. Uh, were you guys expecting this from Martin Nietzsche? Not at all. No, uh, I mean he's got the deployment right. He's playing. Uh, he's playing with Svechnikov right now, so that's that's yeah. nice. Five on five at the very least. Um, but uh, and and they've split up the power plays as well. Um, so playing with Svechnikov on the power play, I don't I don't know what his power play um, production has been like. But yeah, I mean he's looked great. I mean two years ago. This is kind of what we expected from him last year because yeah. um, he had that great shortened COVID season. So I don't know. Maybe he just uh, there, there was something going on there, maybe lingering health issues. Who knows? Uh, we 
you, you never really know. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks it looks like uh, he's uh, maybe living up to his potential here, at least early. Yeah, just looking at the stats real quick. Obviously, he has four points in those two games, around 18 minutes. Two shots in the first one, three in the second. Uh, four individual Corsi four in the first one, nine in the second, and also four individual scoring chances for in the second one. So definitely the second game was stronger from an advanced stats perspe- perspective. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was against San Jose, so take that for what you will as well. Um, they've played Columbus and San Jose so far, so... Um, you know, we could have some uh, we could have some better opponents in the future for Carolina as well, and we'll see how he does against them. But definitely, early returns looking good on Nietzsche's. All right, let's get to my last guy here, and then we'll get into the guys that you three fine gentlemen have brought to the table. My last guy here is going to be Mason McTavish. I'm really excited about McTavish, guys. Uh, I I wasn't sure. I wanted to like temper my expectations. I didn't want to get ahead of myself with this guy. Um, but early on, uh, 13 minutes in the first one, 15 minutes in the second game here, three shots in both, uh, three individual Corsi four in the first game, seven in the second, three individual scoring chances for in the first game, five in the second game. He had two assists in the first game. He's playing with Troy Terry. He's playing on the top power play. Like, I think it's a matter of time with McTavish. I felt this way about Zegris last year in the early going. Uh, he had all the underlying stats that I looked for, and I was really excited about him. It took, I think, maybe a month or so, and then Zegris really popped off, and he was a big part of a bunch of my rosters uh, moving forward. So I feel similarly about McTavish this year, and once that pop-off comes, I think it will really be a boon for all of Anaheim, to be honest. It will be good for Zegris. It will be good for Terry. Maybe even Ryan Strom finds some relevance in weeks where Anaheim's got uh, sweet schedules. So I'm really excited about McTavish. Anybody with me on this? Yeah, I like McTavish. Uh, Yeah, uh, yeah, you were saying, uh, I think you were saying Anaheim's got a great schedule. They got a back-to-back to to start the week. So um, he's a guy that you could look at there for a nice stream. He's, uh, I mean, anyone that watched him play for Canada at the World Juniors knows that that he was probably the most NHL-ready player at that tournament. Uh, he looked so fantastic. Um, a guy that has been known to, in junior, throw the body around a little bit. He hasn't done that at the NHL level yet, but he, uh, so that could be an element of his game that that comes out as well. So, uh, man, lots of value there. Um, I think he's uh, he's going to have a nice year there in Anaheim. He'll get lots of opportunity. Awesome. All right. Well, John. Let's not wait any longer. Let's hear who you're bringing to the table. I'm excited. Let's have it. So I am just uh, incredibly excited about Keandre Miller, um, which makes me feel dumb because I drafted Adam Fox early in drafts um, (laughs) in a lot of different places. Um, What really stood out to me when just kind of reviewing the statistics about him because his play on the ice is what jumped out to me as as a player that I really like right now. But uh, overall, time on ice in the league right now, he is 29th. Fox 22nd, Truba 25th, right? So all three of their defensemen uh, of the top four are in the top 30 in minutes played. And these are games that they're winning. So it looks like they're going to support three vile defensemen. Um, what really is noticeable about his game right now is that he is stepping into the slot and attacking offensively. He is playing really well defensively. He's gotten really important takeaways, ended up with a shorthanded goal. Um, what, what kind of um, scares me about his play right now is that he is 0% shooting on 12 of his total shots, only registering 
five shots on goal. So he's getting blocked um, and he is missing the net. What makes me feel really good is that he is normally an average percentage shooter for a defenseman and he is feeling capable on a veteran heavy team to step up and shoot the puck after making a, a move, right? It's not just coming to him and he's blasting it. Like he is heavily involved in what's going on there and they are playing fantastic. Yeah. De- I mean, definitely in a, in a, in a league with peripherals or, or in a bangers cats league, I think he's, he's got a ton of value there. Um, he, I don't, I just don't think he's ever going to get power play time. That's the only problem. Maybe, maybe he might slip into uh PP two uh, over Truba at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, I, but, but I agree. Like he's, he's looked, he's looked great jumping up in the play. Just like you said, um, seems like he's a lot more confident uh, to, to step up um, offensively. So, um, so that's a good sign. Yeah. Are the Rangers a wagon? Sure. The man, the Rangers are a wagon. And I, I, <laughs> Buddy, I, I lasted. They were my team last year. Where I was like, they they are way overrated. They stink. Uh, they're only a goalie, and somehow they're the they're the fucking wagon this year. I don't, I, I don't know how this happened. Well, they look crazy good, and Miller's only he's only like twenty two, right? Yeah, very young. I mean, he's you know he's gonna get better. He's gonna I, I you know Miller maybe not this season turning into this kind of offensive and you know with Perif's kind of defenseman, but. Um, he's gonna, I think he's going to have a great year, especially with that deployment. And then probably in the next couple of years, this guy's really going to sort of take over on that team because yeah, it looks like he has all the tools. He reminds me of kind of like at least statistically and, uh, you know, the, his play on the ice, kind of like a Darnell Nurse light. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, Darnell Nurse doesn't I get the power play either, right? But Darnell Nurse is a, is a high-ranked defenseman, especially in Cats leagues, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's very valuable. I, I could see him maybe performing at that level maybe this year. Yeah. Yeah, I like that comparison, actually. Yeah, some of these guys, um, I think about a guy like uh, Charlie McAvoy, who kind of performed at a pretty solid level, was never getting that top power play deployment, um, but was still really rosterable. Um, He was putting up all the peripherals, um, getting that, you know, 40, 45 points kind of pace uh, from the blue line. That's something you look for. So I definitely think Miller's got that in his range of outcomes. Blake, why don't you keep us rolling? Uh, we alluded to it before, but uh, who's your guy here? Took all the air out of my balloon, man. <laughs> all right. Elmer Fudd Soderblom. Soderblom. <laughs> all right. He's going on the all-name team. Okay. This guy's a beauty, actually. So, so they have they have played two games. Uh, and it, uh, just his ice time right off the bat reminds me very much of what we talked about Mason Marchman, right? They, the, in that first game against Montreal, the, that third line. So he's playing with Oscar Sundquist and uh, Michael Rasmussen. This this is ridiculous. Like first off, probably the biggest line in the league, uh, and then Soderblom himself is six eight two fifty. I mean, yeah, what, what are we doing here? This guy's insane. And so I watched a lot of the highlights of the game. Um, and f- again, just eye test. I did bring some statistics because I know this is apples and genos, so we got to get into that. But <laughs> but just the eye test, man, this guy has hands. First off, mm-hmm. I think skating has been his biggest sort of issue, right? And uh, with any player that's 6'8", 250. But I mean, is this guy like a Bufflin kind of player? Like what are we, you know, he, he wasn't too mean really. He, he didn't wasn't really hitting anybody. So that's kind of maybe where his game can develop a little bit. But um, first off, yeah. Um, 
what do I got here? Yeah, so he's got he's averaging 15 minutes, third line. And honestly, like I watched a bit of the broadcast um, in Detroit there, and they, they were all saying, like, this is the best line. And it was the best line in the game. And then the very next game, he was up four minutes in his deployment, right? So I think it's a good story there. Um, and he just looks good, man. He, he, he's really slick with the puck. It's crazy. Um, so puck protection, no one's taking the puck from him in the corners. Um, I just I think his skills are really good. So shots per 60, five on five, he had 12.35. Um, high danger scoring chances per 60 was 12.35 as well. And that showed in the highlights. It's crazy. Like if his teammates could bury a puck, I mean, you know, he, he <laughs> might have like some good, some some actual real statistics, you know, to yeah. show for that stuff. So um, I like Soderblom a lot. He's on my watch list. Like, you know, if I'm just throwing caution to the wind, give me some elder, elder Elmer Soderblom. All right. And do it now. <laughs> guy's awesome. I hope he does well. Uh, guys, he's a freak. It's like a unicorn out there. Yeah, there was a viral video of him going around in training camp of him just dummying uh, all the all the Detroit rookies at at, at camp, uh, <laughs> just just like head and shoulders over everybody and just deking the shit out of everyone. It was it was uh, it was awesome. I yeah, I mean, he's looked fantastic. I tweeted about this. Um, just that line had a fantastic game against Montreal. Obviously, Nate said they were a little more invisible the next game, but uh, uh, I think he's going to be a player. I worry about his time on ice uh and his deployment like you said um you need guys that can bury the puck um so i think he is a he is a guy to focus on maybe for dynasty leagues although he seems to be um catching the hockey world by by storm right now so i think you'd be hard pressed to to be picking him up um but uh if he's if he's out there uh, give it a shot you know who he reminds me of, like just statistically, is like Arthur Kaliev or like uh, Oliver Wallstrom, like kind of one of those players. Like, I think he could do that this year, be one of those players that gets like 12 minutes of ice time and then still gets 20 goals and, you know, 10 assists or something like that with like really stupid numbers uh, underlying. You know what I mean? Just like mm -hmm. you said, a guy that needs, needs ice time. Yeah. All right. Well, Hutch, why don't you give us your guy now? So funny you should mention Oliver Wallstrom and. Uh, who was it? Arthur Kaliev. Um, Cause I have a guy that might be in that similar situation. That's Alexander Holtz in New Jersey. So he so far has a goal on six shots. Um, his individual shot attempts per 60 is 22.56 and individual scoring chances for per 60 is 17.55. That puts him 25th in the league. So in the top 25 in the NHL, that's fantastic. Um, he only had less than 10 minutes of ice time last night. Uh, not really sure what happened there. I didn't hear any post game interviews, but the, the vibe around New Jersey is that Lindy Ruff isn't really the biggest fan of Holtz, uh, which just reminds me so much of Wallstrom and, and Barry Trotz, just an old school guy that, that's, uh, that preaches defense, um, that just, uh, won't give, won't give the young talent a shot. Um, but a man, if he gets the deployment, and he was getting it in training camp, uh, right. in the first game he was playing with Jack Hughes, um, but they they moved Mercer onto that line. Um, I I just I hope uh, that they give Holtz a chance because he really looks like a player, at least offensively. Don't yeah, these really coaches care about our fantasy teams? Yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> 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 I mean, it's really concerning to see him drop over five minutes of play from one game to the next. Yeah. But, you know, when you're an early round draft pick from just a couple of years ago, you know, you're going to get stuck in the doghouse, especially with a coach like that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I think uh, definitely a watch candidate. Uh, the first game was really promising, and then, yeah, the second game obviously pretty worrying. So you got kind of a tale of two worlds there through two games. Um, definitely somebody I'll watch uh, if he gets on top power play, gets up to the Hughes line. Even the Heischer line would be fine. Um, definitely somebody to throw on your watch list and keep good tabs on. Um, I think you guys brought some honorable mentions I'm seeing in the show sheet here. So, Josh, why don't we come back with you? Give us the honorable mention here. Yeah, so this is more of a bangers-cats situation. Uh, Ivan Provorov has been performing so well peripherally. He, um, I mean, along with the rest of the Flyers, have just kind of surprised everyone the first couple games. Um, Not sure if this is sustainable or not, but, I mean, Provorov's a a great defenseman. Um, I think in our in our divisional previews, I said he'd probably be the bust or from, or uh, the punt candidate from, uh, uh, from your drafts, just because he was going to lose power play one. And he has um, because of Tony D'Angelo coming to town, but man, through the first few games, he has, well, 22 51 average time on ice. Um, He has three assists, nine shots on goal, nine hits and 11 blocks in two games. That's uh, those are, pretty amazing numbers. Um, I don't think that that's going to be sustainable, but that's, I mean, he's, uh, he's throwing the body around. He's, he's getting in front of pucks. Um, he seems dialed in, uh, despite his, uh, his reduction in power play time. And, and actually he wasn't on power play two to start the year. And supposedly they put him on power play two now. So kind of, kind of interesting. So I, I, I mean, he's not, a readily available guy, probably not a guy that you can stream in a lot of leagues, but uh, he's, uh, I mean, he's, he's performing well. He's 50% on Yahoo. So yeah. He's a, so he's out there. So definitely streamable. Yeah. yeah. He had 10 of those blocks in one game. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Out of hand. <laughs> yeah. what, what's this guy's body look like? It just looks like ground. <laughs> I don't know. That's the first time I've wondered about what a hockey player's body looks like, but uh <laughs> What a, oh, I don't... You don't have to lie. <laughs> come on, come on. We're all friends here. <laughs> Why don't we keep rolling with you, Blake? Why don't you give us your honorable mention? Sure. Yeah. Let's let's, let's just keep talking about the Flyers because uh, I think they're probably cup ready. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> this is the year, baby. Plan the parade, yeah. baby. Yeah, Chuck go, Fletcher for president. Let's go. Two games. <laughs> so I was going to talk about Tony D'Angelo. That's how I like to say Tony D'Angelo's name. Tony D'Angelo. And uh, I didn't do too much of a deep dive in here, but um, my main thing with Tony D'Angelo is his minutes. Uh, I'm very surprised yeah. by that. I, I actually picked him as a bust this year, like a big bust. Big bust, giggity. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, he obviously offensive defenseman, power play driven. Though we all know that, right? But he's getting time killing penalties now with Torts. And I thought because Torts is a bit of a dingle and D'Angelo is a bit of a dingus that you know we're gonna have some butting of heads and and it looks like it's gone the other way. So you know, uh, he, he last season he played average 19 minutes, I think something like that, 19 and a half minutes. And this year he's up to 25 and a half minutes. That's huge because he's, I mean, obviously he can do, we've seen what he, he can do offensively. He had a great year last year offensively, um, but he hasn't been known to do anything else really. So I'm just, uh, this is more, I'm interested in watching Tony D'Angelo. I think Tony D'Angelo can uh, definitely outperform his draft position this season if he's going to get this kind of deployment. Because uh, he can pr- bring some perifs too. I think he's got some blocks. Way to go, Tony D. Torts and D'Angelo, Dingle and Dingus, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. 
It's going Man. together. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> match sense, made right? in heaven. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I would say that I was pretty surprised to see that deployment uh, right off the right off the start of the season as well. Um, yeah, I was gonna look up what I had him projected for, but it definitely wasn't uh, near the twenty-seven minutes he got. Oh in the last my game. god! <laughs> uh, that was yeah, that was just shocking to me. So. I mean, any player, honestly, playing 27 minutes with top power play deployment is definitely worth um, keeping around. So, yeah, maybe I'll be proven wrong on D'Angelo. If if Torch really is going to love on him that much, then uh, I guess I should love on him a little bit too. Norris Trophy, confirmed. Confirmed. All right, Binksy, bring us home. Who's your honorable mention? All right, so I got to keep with the theme. My honorable mention is Rasmus Risk. No. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to do that to the world and talk about four fires. You're not wrong. Right? Just go with it. Not going to happen. Okay. Uh, no, nah, I just wanted to spring that on you guys. Uh, no, my uh, player to watch right now is somebody that I regularly talk about. One of my favorite players to watch in the NHL. Uh, Matt Boldy has been going just kind of crazy. Um, what I really love to see is the average time on ice at 1920. Right. So getting the time on ice, even not being on that top line is phenomenal. He's getting on the top power play six shots through two games, shooting 33 percent. So it's high, but they look really, really, really good offensively. And they are going to use him, which is what kind of kept me dialed back just a little bit on his prospects this year. As a player, I'm, I'm fully behind it. Two assists, one of them on the power play. So he is getting involved in that power play. The goals have been absolutely incredible for him. Like, it's it's highlight real stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm a little bit surprised by is four hits through two games. So that's a, a cherry on top. If he is, I think, maybe fueled a, lit by, a little by by being fully immersed in the game, them relying on him a bit more and getting a few minutes is I think putting him like at full bore and I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. I am all about Boldy as well. Can we, can we just do something though? Can we get Sam Steele off that line and put Marco Rossi there? What like what the hell is Rossi doing? doing on the what fourth he, line? Yeah, buddy? What did he play the other day? It was ridiculous. Like eight minutes or some crap. What yeah. Are you doing here? I don't know what we're doing here. I guess Rossi's got to learn the hard way like every other rookie. But uh... yeah. Have you seen Shane Wright's time on ice in yeah. Seattle? He yeah, played right. six yeah. minutes in the first game and then they bent and then they didn't, they haven't played him since. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I that's, don't know. That's why a teenager. Why up. Team. Yeah. It sounds like just yeah. like end of the bench. Go get the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what we're doing there. Hopefully, yeah, honestly, I think there's more room for Boldy because I do think Rossi's obviously a much better player than Sam Steele who couldn't cut it in Anaheim uh, and couldn't climb the lineup in Anaheim. So, yeah, I think there's definitely even room to go for Boldy. Uh, Don't see how he comes off that top power play uh, given the rest of the talent or lack thereof in Minnesota. So I'm all about Boldy. I think he's in line for a great year. What in the hell is going on with Marc Andre Fleury? Oh, this is a good question. Yeah, but, that's a great uh, question. He is a goalie, so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> blasphemous! Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nate, did, Nate, did you take Fleury in a draft? I did. Take was that Fleury the mock draft? Accident, accidentally, though, right? Or no, that's the one that you. Yeah, yeah I think that was in the, the live mock, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, no, I do have Fleury uh, in a league oh, this oh. year. 
I do actually have him. That was the uh, the one league where everybody was going zero G and he was there. I forget it was oh, like right. the twelfth or thirteenth round or right. something. And I was like, "There's a lot of forwards here who all look the same to me, so I'm just gonna roll with Flurry and uh, soak up that volume." But uh, yeah, early returns not great, so uh, stick with zero volume G, of folks. goals. <laughs> <laughs> volume of goals uh, allowed. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question before we get out of here. Have you guys yeah. lit your effigy candles for for Matt Murray's growing yet, or? <laughs> oh my God, dude. Yeah, how you like, doing there, Josh? Is that uh, yeah, not good, man. But I mean, I don't know. Simpsonov has looked pretty solid, so yeah, as long as honestly, I, I've said I said all off season. As long as one of them hits, it doesn't really matter. What um, did Yahoo know? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah <laughs> I know. I was gonna write that in my article, but I thought it was yeah. getting a little too long. But yeah, <laughs> like like <laughs> all those people drafting Simpsonov before Murray. <laughs> you need to go yeah, buy a lottery I mean, ticket john <laughs> seriously Looking yeah i don't smart. know i don't know what to really say about that yeah i was i was kind of angry that about that too time. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was kind of angry about it too just just from a like analysis standpoint i'm on record in several places being like yeah like matt murray was the guy that they clearly targeted samsonov came over kind of on a sweetheart deal just on like a prove it kind of deal and uh he was obviously going to be the second guy there and then murray gets injured instantly and now all the people who drafted samsonov are going to feel like they were right to do so when i think it was Didn't just even really bad process super lucky. yeah you're making people feel good yeah that's what we like to do here. Yeah, um, nice. Not so much in Leafland, but uh, here on the Apples and Junos Fantasy <laughs> Hockey Podcast. All right, folks, that's going to be all we've got for this episode. Hopefully it brought you some value, helped you get a little bit better at fantasy hockey today. Many thanks to the band there there for supplying the music for the podcast. Be sure to check out their Spotify as well. Thanks for all the people who joined us for the live stream here. That was super fun to have comments uh, to go over while we were talking here. That's it, folks. Much love. 